Hello and welcome to Sport Me Podcast with your hosts, Frank Endeberry and Kenny MacDuff. Hello everybody, welcome to episode 4 of Sport Me Podcast. Today we're going to talk about NBA's return to play, MLB's returning to play, and we're going to go back into, as promised, the PGA Tour, the um, RBC tournament in Hilton Head, as well as updates from the Traver- the Travelers Championship, which is actually ongoing right now. It's on the TV in the living room. We're waiting. Hopefully we'll get a winner here soon. And also, we're going to be talking about the NHL. They kind of threw a curveball in the draft lottery. We'll talk about that later. So let's get going here with the NBA. I know in one of our earlier episodes we talked about it was going to be in Orlando. Yep. Right? So you said we got a schedule now for mm-hmm. the return. They have it all set up so that we're looking to return uh, early at the end of, of June and then early Two July. days, man. Two days. Two days. Yeah, it's 28th. two days. Oh, that's right. It is thirtieth. It's it training is. camps are starting. Oh, so this is when the training camps are going. to... I believe so. I think it's still there, but I know because I know like coronavirus, there was a lot of spikes and stuff, especially down in Florida. Yeah. So I know we talked about it being in Orlando. Now with the coronavirus spikes in certain um, states, sort of like Florida is one of them, I believe. Mm-hmm. Would they switch the location, or is everything already set in stone where they can't really switch the location on command like that? I feel like it's kind of too late to switch things, but, I mean, they might switch things, but I, I'm not sure. I didn't even see anything on that, but I think they're just sticking with Orlando. So, but we'll go with right now. We're set in stone in Orlando Yep. to start in two days training camps. Now, are the training camps in Florida, or are they in their home cities? I think it's their home cities because then uh, – on July 7th, they're actually going to travel to Orlando, get the, like the hotels. And okay. All right. So on July 7th is when every all the teams are going to Orlando. Yep. Which is going to be awful. Yeah. For in, in with coronavirus being considered, not yeah. for basketball. That's that's great. I want to see some basketball, but if you think about this, yeah, there's no fans in the stadiums, but if fans know that every single NBA team is going to be in Florida and Florida's got all these restrictions lifted for coronavirus, there's going to be a lot of people You're not outside be able to that go stadium. anywhere, do anything because everyone's going to be like, "Oh, let's go find the team that we like." And yeah, I mean, streets are going to get crowded. Yeah, and that's just that's just how I'm I'm seeing it. I mean, it, it might not happen like that. Yeah, but based on how everything else has went down, I'm pretty sure something like that's going to happen, and we're going to see another spike. Yeah, probably just because we we've seen a spike in New York, and all the other states are seeing spikes. New York less than other states. Yeah, yeah, we're not quite up in the numbers area with them but. so our the first game for this nba stuff that's gonna start late july right early august yep um then the, yeah they're gonna start the seeding games is what they're calling them like the eight game regular season and okay. then at the end of that they're gonna combine that winning percentage with the regular season that they had already played and then combine them and seed through that oh, that's right we did talk about that a little bit and that that also is starting on um, July thirty first, and I, mm-hmm. I don't really know how I feel about that. Yeah, it's a weird like it's. I know it's eight games, and you want them to get the get their legs under them, but it's kind of weird. Just like why not just? I think you should play the eight games as scrimmages and and not count it, and then just use whatever the regular season was from. Kind of like what the NHL is doing, just go right to the playoffs, and then yeah, because you played enough of a season. I mean, the NHL to bring them in here. Remember when the lockout season was that thirteen? I'm not sure what year that was. But the lockout season, right? Yeah. They played a half season. They didn't mm-hmm. play the full season. So 
some of these players, I mean, they know how to play a shorter season. Mm-hmm. Especially, I, I mean, NBA, you know, they're going to play a shorter season sometimes. So I think they should just cut it. They don't have to play those eight games. But let, it, let, them, get it, war- let them get warmed up warmed a little up. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then... I, I don't think it should count or anything, but that's my opinion. Yeah, because if you're I, in, I'm not like, up in the NBA. Like, look at the Bucks. Like, they could just, they could go 0-8 in the, they're, I'm not saying they're going to, but they could go 0-8 or it's one possible. of these teams. And then that yeah. com- zero win percentage combined what with What if Giannis gets have, the coronavirus? Then the team's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against the NBA and the Bucks, but their team's gone. Um, and so that that those games are going to be played within two weeks. There, July thirty first to August fourteenth. Correct. Mm-hmm. So now after that, now we're going to get into the next two days. There, August fifteenth and sixteenth. So this is when the tournament's going to start. Yeah. Well, so that's a different ter- uh, type of tournament. So the seventh. The seven top seeds in each conference will be the seventh seed, and then the eighth will be determined by how many games ahead of the ninth seed they are. Okay. If they are four games or more ahead of the ninth seed, they are the eighth seed. But if they're like, if it's like one game ahead, they're going to go into a playoff, like play-in game thing, and play each other, and then whoever wins out of that goes to the be the eighth seed. You know, I'm not going to lie right now. I hate when. When sports get complicated like that, yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's there's sometimes where I mean, you look in the NFL. The NFL mm-hmm. has a good example of this, and this is how I believe it was the Steelers that made the playoffs a couple of years back. Mm-hmm. It would it was toughness of opponent. Like when it comes down to stuff like that, I mean, it goes like far back. It's like, oh, you scored this many points. Um, I get like tiebreakers like that, but like when it gets like to toughest schedule and yeah, stuff it, like like weird it, things like that, it's just like why it gets it gets like, you know, why don't you just have them flip a coin? Flip a coin, yeah. <laughs> no, maybe not flip a coin. Maybe that's not how you do it. But I'm just saying, like some of these rules are getting a little funky. Yeah, I get that they have to do something to return to play here in the summer, but mm. I just feel like that's it sounded. More complicated than it has to be mm-hmm. with what you were saying. Yeah, it is more complicating things because, like, if you're, like, three games and it's like, oh, well, we're either going to be the eighth seed or we're not. It's like, I don't know. I didn't see how many games, if it was going to be, like, because it says tournament, but like, I don't know if it's going to be more than one game or if it's just, like, one, like, win and you're in or, like, I mean, if it's games. just going to be two days, it's, it's probably, probably win and you're in because yeah. I don't see them playing more than one game in a day. Yeah, they are going to have a lot of games that, like, not, they... All teams have one back to back in this, so at like some point. Back to back is in the same day. Like, in the same day. Like they play a game, they have four hours Ooh. in between and then they play the next. I know we talked about this and I think I was okay with it, but at the same time I'm not because like routine and players mm-hmm. you know, it sucks for the athletes. Yeah. And basketball's not one of those for sports. us though. It doesn't suck for us watching no, this fans. <laughs> never. I'm gonna love it. We're gonna have a lot to report on here coming up. Um but I think like as like one of the sports is like basketball it's a running sport you're constantly running back and forth and you can see like they're sweating they're gasping for air all the time i, I don't know how they do it honestly yeah, i, I, I played pick, pick up like people play pick up all the time right yeah i'm dead <laughs> after like five minutes of running around yeah, a couple minutes in and it's just like i'm already bent over gasping which for is air. different because like if i'm playing soccer mm-hmm. or if i'm playing tennis you know i can run tennis is a little different because i don't have to constantly be running but in soccer you know, you're constantly running, and I'm, I was fine with that. You know, after 45, 90 minutes, you know, I'm a little tired, but... I think once you... Like, in soccer, I think it's, like, a constant running rather than, like... Because basketball, it's, like, stop, start, stop, start. So you're, like, slowing all the way yeah, down. Yeah, but not as much as, like, tennis is where yeah. you stop, start. But, like, mm-hmm. 
basketball is like you know you turn and you're doing all this stuff. It's it's really tiring sport to yeah. play. Some some of these people that play it, I don't, know, I don't know how they do it. They just they're crazy, I guess. <laughs> Except for MJ, best basketball player to ever live. Yep. Um. I, oh, there was a pretty interesting thing. They tested a lot of NBA players for coronavirus. Out of 302, 16 were tested positive. 16, and those people they didn't know they had it before. I don't think they... so. I just, it just had said three hundred and two were tested and sixteen, and had tested positive, which is not a lot, but it also is a lot for with coronavirus. So, no, it is a lot with coronavirus because mm-hmm. if you're not showing, they probably already gave it to their teammates. You know, mm-hmm. well, not that their teammates aren't they're not training right now because training starts in two days. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were separated and stuff. So, how are they doing with testing? Are they going to test every single day? I think it's every other – no, that was the MLB. Um, I think they are testing every day. And if you get tested, you're taken away and quarantined and put away, and then the rest of everyone else just keeps playing. See, that's tough to say because if if you've because, been playing with all these guys and mm-hmm. you test positive for it, I mean, someone else is going to get it. Who'd, yeah, who do you give it to? Cause like, who would you give it to? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, they should contact Trace. Yeah, because like, even like normal nor, – not to be weird, but like – Normal people, when they were to contract it, it's like quarantine, you're like away for two weeks, and then they contact every single person you came in contact with. That's how it used to be now. It's like no one gives a crap. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, what I was pretty much saying is this could get ugly really quickly. Mm -hmm. If they're not careful in their testing and their contact tracing, Mm -hmm. you could see you know, half the NBA having coronavirus, yeah. and I, I don't want to see that because for the sports world, that would be bad news. And in a way, basketball is somewhat of a contact sport, like going up for layups. And it's a can, really close quarter sport. Yeah. Basketball is one of the smallest courts you can have with mm-hmm. a lot of people on it. I mean, there's 10 people on a court that's pretty small. Yeah. You know, if you're playing hockey, bigger bigger environment. Yeah, that's... You know, um, what else was I was thinking? Golf, soccer. Golf and soccer, big courses yeah. golf's a huge course <laughs> yeah you don't have to worry there baseball huge course mm-hmm. i mean the closest that you're going to get in baseball is catcher yeah batter it, and if someone has it in baseball see i'd see how it'd be easier for them to not give it to a, a lot of people mm-hmm. maybe in their dugout would be a lot of people but contact tracing in that area would be yep. easier in basketball i feel like it's going to be very hard and i'm interested to see where it goes yeah but at the same time, I'm not looking forward to... Yeah, because if one person goes up for a layup, you have three people touching you. Like, near you, spitting on like, sweating on you. Yeah. So this, it's, it's you're all over the place basketball. there. Yeah. Interested to see where it goes. Let's get back on track with the schedule here. You said, so when are they going to start the actual uh, tournament the- tournament? The playing, like the seeding games are July 31st to the 14th. So that's when the eight games are going to be played. And then the playoffs are going to start August 17th. August 17th. And yeah. what's their timeline on the finals? Is there going to be a final? Uh, so the first round is going to be August 17th. And then the second round is going to be August 31st between and to September 13th. That's the whole second round. Okay. So then September 15th to the 28th, that's conference finals. And then the finals are going to start on September 30th. With game seven, if necessary, on October thirteenth. See, that's getting crazy. That's getting out there. I mean, I'm gonna love watching sports, and I'm not necessarily watching basketball in September. It's gonna have to start competing with the NFL, and I'm more. Yeah, we're, I'm definitely gonna we're watch definitely the NFL. Over 
have the over. Although this is the this is the season where I want to watch the NBA because I love watching the playoffs, Mm -hmm. especially you know the conference finals and the final. But I'd rather watch football. Is one of those sports where I want to watch my team every week. Yep. Because there's not that many games. Mm -hmm. And now this year I'm going to have to watch two teams because my favorite players on Tampa Bay. My favorite two players are on Tampa Bay because yep. Gronkowski is <laughs> one of my favorites. And now i got to watch all my Patriots games. And then Patriots team you've rooted for since you were born. Based, you know, no, actually, it wasn't since I was born. My family is a lot of Giants fans. Oh, okay. So I didn't follow football at all. Mm-hmm. But was it 2007-8 season? Is that what it was where the Patriots went 16-0? Well, they went 18 yeah, 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 in yeah. Giants. Yeah, 18 in Giants. <laughs> so I didn't know that. Okay. Right? I didn't know anything about football. I'm I'm young at this time, so all my family's rooting for the Giants mm-hmm. to win, and I'm like, I like the Patriots. <laughs> and then the Patriots lose, and I just became a Patriots okay. fan. Okay, so I pretty much I'm not a bandwagoner. That's why I tried to explain that right there. Yep, I didn't bandwagon because I had no idea mm-hmm. anything about football, and then now I just love the Patriots, and I've liked them ever since. Yeah. Um. So like with the October 13th thing, that's like normally when NBA is starting. Like, they start early October and then go till, like, May. Yeah, they, so. so when – so here's a question that you might not have right there, but what's the timeline looking for the upstart of the new season? So the new season, November 10th, will be training camp. So it's – Training camp, but, I mean, they're already going to be in the swing of things, most of them. So what happens – So then uh, at October 13th to November 10th, that's a little less than a month. Um, and then they're gonna, December 1st is opening night. So they're starting in December. That's which is, not bad. Is their second season going to be shortened? Or are they going to? I'm not sure. I didn't see anything on that yet. They're probably going to go normal length. Going. It might be a little more condensed. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking they'll be on track then with that schedule. It's not too bad late mm-hmm. that they'll be on track to start on time. To be like back to year normalcy. after that. I feel like the same's not going to be said for the NHL. Yeah, it's going to be hard with the, the NHL, NHL starts in. In early October, right? Is that normal? Not early preseason. Mid- yeah, yeah. Pre- preseason is usually September, end of September ish. Yeah. So, so training camps like are going to get kicked off, and yeah. the finals aren't even going to be over yet. Mm-hmm. That's something we're going to talk about later. Obviously, we already talked about their playoff setups and yep. everything, and we'll definitely talk about that lottery pick later. <laughs> it's, gonna, it's a weird time right now. So, the, so just to sum up the NBA here, I think it's great that they're going to get going. Mm-hmm. I think they really need to look into contact tracing, and I think they just need to be aware of this might end badly. Yeah. And they need to just try to prevent whatever they can prevent. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, I'm really excited to watch some basketball. Yeah. For the first time ever, I've said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not a huge fan of basketball, but I like to watch You know, the end of the year just – See the see a couple teams like make the playoff push, but also like the finals. Um, my favorite my favorite part of basketball is at the NCAA tournament. Yeah, which got canceled. That's fine, and I think the NCAA did a great job of protecting their athletes by saying we're just going to cancel it. Mm-hmm. You know, not try to put it. Oh, let's bring them back in in August and do it. They're already going to be going back, possibly. Yeah, so. I think I saw that they're heading back to train. August or September or whatever, because oh, okay. they they always start early, mm-hmm. so they're going to be allowed on campus. Now I don't know how it's going to work. Every campus individually has got to figure out their mm-hmm. specific school stuff yeah. before they can consider the athletics. Mm-hmm. 
my school hasn't even given us a straight answer yet. Yeah. Although our school has to go through uh, the governor and mm-hmm. all that stuff. I know there was one school that was like they were going to go from September to November and then go back to being online again like because they think it's gonna come yeah back. i think our school wanted to do something like that but i don't even read the emails anymore yeah because they always come in confusing and it's just it's just <laughs> it's not, not straight fun. answer like yeah. we're doing this it's like no we're gonna do this the last and... one i got was kind of like that but they don't know what they're doing yet just tell us straightforward we don't like rip the band-aid off just just be like we don't know yet and we'll be like okay no one knows anything that's yeah. fine <laughs> figure it out and then tell us so let's Switch course here and talk about the NHL draft lottery. Okay. So, this the first part of this happened yesterday, was it? I think it was either yesterday or Thursday. I'm not really okay. sure. All right. Fridays, Thursday, one of the days. Um, so, basically, the draft lottery is the bottom-seeded teams, they get, like, whatever whoever had the lowest seeding, which was the Red Wings, they technically had the best odds to win the number one pick. They do this every year. They do the bottom seeded teams. They give them odds, and then they pick their num- like their team out, and they put them in the draft order to who gets first, second, third, blah blah blah. Okay. So what they did this year was they did the eight teams or eight teams, and they ranked like they picked like Buffalo Sabers. They lost, so they got the eighth. Okay. Pick in the draft, and then it went to New Jersey. So they have seven. And then Anaheim has six, Ottawa has five, and three, because they, I think it was through a trade. Oh, with uh, San Jose? Yep. And then four was the Red Wings. So technically, they had the best odds, but they didn't win the lottery because they didn't get the first pick. Yeah, they ended up getting four. So then they put the, um, so they get all, like, eight through three, and they, um, then they pick the, they show the first, like, the number one team that has the first pick. And this time, the guy, he turned over the sign that he has, and it had an NHL crest on it. And he said, this year's number one pick is going to be decided after the round robin they're playing. So the placeholder pick one. I saw that. It was kind of funny. Yeah. So it was Team E or something, right? Or was it just placeholder team? When I was reading the thing on NHL, it just said the placeholder team. And I okay. was like, What? Well, this was like kind of like a curveball into the whole draft lottery because like the worst teams are technically supposed to get the n- number one overall pick, um, but the round robin that they're playing has um, the teams that are playing best of five. They all have like their like a chance to get the number one overall pick after technically making like the playoffs. Like, so, so the the best team, one of the one of the better teams, is going to get the number one pick. Yeah. So this is kind of what happened with Sidney Crosby back in 05. The Penguins, they had there was they did something different that year and the Penguins won the um, lottery and then were able to pick Crosby. So what they're doing is they're going to take that like whoever loses they're going to give them all equal 12% 12.5% um, chance to win the pick. And they're going to pick their name, and whoever gets it is the number one overall pick for the NHL draft. I just want to go back to Crosby real quick. Biggest crybaby in the history of the NHL. Hey, man. I know we talk about the Bruins a lot, too, but you don't got to be mean. Had to dub them. <laughs> I guess that's fair for the Marchand talk that we give you. So anyway, this was this was kind of our little fun segment because a curveball was kind of thrown in the NHL draft lottery. So... I laughed when I saw it because I yeah. thought it was I thought it was a mistake. Yeah. At first, and I was like, 
what? I was like scrolling through Twitter and I just saw like a bunch of stuff like, oh, random team, like mystery team. I'm like, what is everyone talking about? Like there's teams that are there. Like why are they saying mystery team? Yeah, I was so confused. Honestly, I think that they need to manage it better. <laughs> and I don't think – I think the NHL should just give Detroit the pick because they suck. Yeah, well, that's the point of the lottery. So they give everyone the best – like, their best odds with it for Detroit. But, like, they made it, like, somewhat fair so that everyone could have the number one pick. Yeah, but I think that's dumb. Okay. I really No, I really do because mm-hmm. the NFL, you see the team that, that was the worst gets the number one pick, right? Yep. So the Giants aren't going to get the number one pick if they're not the worst. I'm using the Giants because they're always consistently, like, they're the last – Anyway, so mm-hmm. like the Brownies that one year, they went zero and sixteen, and I I just couldn't see them not getting the pick. Okay. I just I feel like so it's you want fair. the pick to go to the worst team. Yeah, I feel like they just I mean they don't deserve it. I feel like they should get it because they're just to keep like the NHL in this case, mm-hmm. just to keep the league fair, a sense of fairness. Right, that's okay. that's what it's for. That's I what it's meant that. for. Okay. Like the NFL, mm-hmm. you know, the Browns got the number one pick, right? Yep. To try to get them to not be the worst team, maybe put them back in the middle of the pack. See, I think the lottery is a good thing because it kind of just switches everything up. But I think this year, this I, year, I, I, think I agree what you're saying. Like, don't just randomly say, "Oh, we're going to put a team at the number one pick for uh, the top prospect." Um, after playing a qualifying round or round robin, however you want to yeah. phrase it, it's just a weird. weird I think thing to me. I think the NHL. Draft lottery this year is okay. I don't think they should have put the placeholder team in there. I yeah. think that's stupid. However, I think in future years, the NFL draft lottery shouldn't be a thing. Mm-hmm. Just because I feel like it's stupid. But if they're... Because the NHL is expanding. Mm-hmm. If they... Like the expansion draft. Yeah. If they had... Like if they used the draft lottery in those years mm-hmm. to put the new team in there... You know, I could see how it'd work, but I just, and I, I know you might feel a little differently than me, but I don't like the draft lottery mm-hmm. because I feel like a good team or a better team could get the pick when the team that really needs the pick doesn't get the pick. Yeah, like so kind of like, the Red, like you're yeah. saying, the, the Red, Red Wings. Because the Red Wings, be, they need, they're in a rebuild, so they need that they need number that pick. one pick. Like, yes, top 10 is still good, but that number one is still needed. Just specifically for Detroit, too, like... Those that team is in a city that's also dying, mm-hmm. so it's really hard for that team to survive. So if the NHL wants that team to survive, they need to let them have that pick. Sort of like take care worst. of them in a sense. Like. Yeah, I mean it's not really taking care of them either because mm-hmm. they, I, I I can't say they earned it. I mean they they deserve it mm-hmm. because they struggled this year. Yeah, they did beat the Bruins once, but <laughs> we won't talk about that. Anyway, no, I feel like the Red Wings deserve it. I think the NHL is wrong not to give it to them, mm-hmm. and I think the lottery system is wrong. This season, because it didn't end. Yep. I mean, the Detroit was—they were way down there. They were gonna—they were gonna get the, have the best odds technically anyway. If, so. if the situation happens again in the same scenario, mm-hmm. they should look at it and be like, Detroit. There's no way anyone's catching them. Give give them the pick. Mm-hmm. And then if it's close with the next couple, you can be like, all right, we're going to flip a coin here. Yeah. I just, I don't like the lottery. 
Okay. That's I mean, that's, that's fair. I pro- probably a lot of people don't like the lottery, honestly. It's not only do I not like it, it's confusing. And mm-hmm. we, as we talked about in the NBA segment, I don't like confusing when it comes to sports because there's a lot of sports fans out there that mm-hmm. don't like confusing either. And if you don't like confusing, then when the NBA draft lottery comes up, we'll just skip over that because that's that's even <laughs> oh, more boy, yeah. that's even more confusing. See, this is why I like the NFL. Just reversal it's, of standings, like it's reversal of standing. It's simple. <laughs> yeah, you were the worst team. Here's the first pick. Yeah, it's more of a setup to get the teams back to all even. Because if you if you just you'll put all the teams in a lottery. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Patriots got the first pick and they won the Super Bowl. Oh boy! Yeah, <laughs> you know you'd be seeing teams that just—I mean, it's great. I love that the Patriots won for so many years, and they're probably going to start going down a little bit now, mm-hmm. and that's fine. I'd rather watch football where everyone's close to the same. Mm-hmm. Maybe not all of them the same. Obviously, you yeah. get some underdog stories here, but. I, re- I would really like because those are competitive games, right? Yeah. And that's what the lottery set up to – not the lottery. That's what the draft set up to do is to give those teams a chance rather than just having to go out and recruit these players mm-hmm. from colleges. Because think, think of the number one pick this year. Who, NFL, who was the number one pick? I don't remember. I'm so, <laughs> lo- I'm so lost. <laughs> I've right. been so focused on golf and the quarantine. <laughs> well, anyway. Oh, Jer- Joe Burrow. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. All right, so imagine if Joe Burrow – Yep. We'll say we'll just. This is all hypothetical, right? Mm-hmm. We're imagining this. Say the Patriots won last year, mm-hmm. and they're recruiting Joe Burrow, and they just recruit him and sign him. I feel like they, like there used to be stuff that you'd be able to do like that, but until they changed the yeah, rules. Yeah, so this is why the draft is a thing. Mm-hmm. So those players like that. I mean, you can the undrafted people way down. Mm-hmm. You can sign them because okay, they're not going to affect. The status quo of the teams being yeah, they're already basically undrafted anyway. So yeah, so that's why the draft is a thing, and I think okay. the lottery kind of puts it back a little bit. I mean, it's still it's still definitely not, you know, you're recruiting, mm-hmm. but it's definitely not the same as a draft, and that's why I don't like it. Okay, <laughs> but we'll get off this topic now. Because yeah, but it, actually, if, if playing the other side of that, if they got like if they did the draft lottery, it would kind of get rid of tanking. Because, like, the Patriots, I mean, everyone, there's rumors and, you know, stuff saying they're going to tank for Trevor Lawrence. It'll kind of get rid of that aspect of, oh, we all have the same odds, so there's no point in That's tanking, true. I, I guess, guess I guess you're playing devil's advocate over there. I see you, but... I'm, hey, I'm just taking on your role, man. <laughs> nah, I know. That usually is my role. But, yeah, no, I, I guess I see that, mm-hmm. but... That, I don't think that would happen. If you're, yeah, if you're thinking yeah. Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft, they're not going to tank anything. They're going to go for it. Are you sure? I, don't, I feel like Belichick has still has that up his sleeve. Like he hasn't played after that card. winning he, for twenty years. He straight. hasn't had to, he hasn't had to play that card because of Tom Brady and everyone else he's had around him. What if he, maybe? But he, what if Jared Sidham just plays amazing? Maybe yeah. Maybe we, maybe we don't have enough sample for. Jared what if Sidham. Jared Sidham plays really well, mm-hmm. and a couple of the other players play well, and we go ten and six? Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's doable. Yeah, with a defense like the Patriots have, yeah, you know, minus uh, Kyle Van Noy, obviously, yeah. traitor. <laughs> I will, I have no respect for him because he, <laughs> you don't go to a division rival team. Mm-hmm. He went to Miami, right? Even yeah, okay. You, you just don't do it. Mm-hmm. You don't do it. I I can't. They Miami, they've signed a lot of players, so I mean, I don't think they're going to be 
like you know 12 and 4 well but... i feel like so if you're thinking of most competitive division mm-hmm. used to be least but this year i think the afc east is going to be it's the tampa bay new orleans oh that's going to be a good that's going to be a good division mm-hmm. but the afc east is going to be more of a kind of level playing field mm-hmm. rather than the patriots just straight i mean the jets are trash and they'll always be trash <laughs> Sorry biased, for the Jets fans. Bias, he's biased. You guys don't take it to heart. No one likes the Jets. The Jets suck. I know. I don't like the Jets either. <laughs> anyway, so the Bills—they've been playing well. Mm-hmm. They're building a nice team over there. Yeah. The Pagula family is who owns them. They own the Bisons, the lacrosse team, the Bisons, mm-hmm. the Rochester Americans, and they own the Buffalo Sabers too. Mm-hmm. So they own the Buffalo Sports Network. The, yep. You know the which Western is a good. Network. I think feel like that's a good thing. It's good. No, I've met. I forgot the guy's name, but. the in one of my classes at Elmira, we went and talked to the chief marketing guy for the Sabres and the Bills, mm-hmm. you know, that whole franchise. And they're doing great things over there. Mm-hmm. Once they bought up that place, or all those teams, those teams are kind of going up. And I have a lot of respect for Buffalo. I love, mm-hmm. I mean, the Bills are amazing. I'm not a Bills fan, obviously. I'm a Patriots fan. But it's always good to see them do well. Yeah. Kind of like a younger brother team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, so I think the Bills and Miami are going to contest for that top spot i think if the defense holds up because we didn't have a great offense this last year either but i think if the defense holds up i think the patriots could still take that it's gonna be closer Mm -hmm. obviously but i think they could take it all right so anyway let's go i mean we went off on a big tangent there that's fine (laughs) so the nfl draft lottery let's go over that because i really don't want to talk about that anymore okay so let's shift gears into the mlb's return to play I know we discussed this last week, and Rob Manfred, Manfred, mm-hmm. he's in charge now of the schedule because they didn't reach an agreement. So the it player, was the March twenty sixth agreement that would say that he was going to do the scheduling. Okay, so they, they didn't reach the agreement on the other thing. Like it was like sixty game or something like that. Okay, and then now it's just he has to he's making his own schedule, which starting out is the Nationals versus the Yankees. So. <laughs> Good An start. interesting <laughs> choice in game. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the players are going to restart uh, return Wednesday, July 1st, and for training camp and stuff. Um, so so is this all in their home cities and they're going to be traveling there? I think so. I didn't. Did the MLB even do hub cities? Because I know like the I didn't. Ancient, I, I didn't remember doing, read into anything about hub cities. I, I'm I pretty think they're sure they're. Do it, yeah. However, like they were like they were going to plan. Which also. That put some concerns into things mm-hmm. traveling to different yeah cities. because like what about are you going to give an exemption for mlb players because like right now there's if you travel somewhere you got to do a 14 day quarantine automatically well if you come into new york so if you're coming into it that's it's not for everywhere it's for new york oh okay so in new york mm-hmm. if you're coming from florida texas oh, i can't name them all off i think it's like arizona mm-hmm. there's a there's a couple states i think it's 10 states or something like that mm-hmm. it's around that number of states where you have to quarantine new york or you will get in trouble oh yeah you were saying something about fines the other day yeah fines i think it was like five thousand dollars for your first infraction oh my god i'm like <laughs> you better quarantine well it's yeah. serious stuff yeah, yeah. And, and these states aren't handling it very well mm-hmm. and new york obviously is handling it they're one of the best states of handling mm-hmm. it right now and given the population of new york city they're doing a great job mm-hmm. So doing stuff like this is going to help mm-hmm. New York stay low. So now I know that there's teams in Florida. Mm-hmm. There's teams in Texas. 
Yep. There's teams out in Arizona. There's teams basically everywhere. And there's teams in Canada. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. The uh, Toronto team, yeah. the Blue Jays. How, now, how is that going to work? Are they going to be able to travel from Canada? I don't know. How they, we're going to have to look into that because I don't – I haven't seen anything on travel because, like, like, I know NHL, they're going to have two cities and um, NBA, they have one place. Because so. I haven't really been following up on, um, you know, the travel bans and the news and yeah. stuff. But I'm pretty sure you're still not allowed to – I know people aren't allowing Americans into their country. Yeah. <laughs> Well, of Europe is like, no, you guys got to stay out. Mm-hmm. We don't want you because we're doing a terrible job handling the coronavirus. Yeah. And I, I'm not making any political statements here, but I mean, there's people that are just not handling it well. Yeah. And yeah, we don't get into that, but when it relates to sports, we are going to mention it. And mm-hmm. Things aren't going to end well for sports if things don't end well for the general public with coronavirus. So... We'll have to look in to see how they're going to work out with the Kings with that. Toronto yeah. and Florida and Texas and everywhere with New York. Mm-hmm. So, to continue on here, the testing. How is that going to work with the testing? Testing is um, every other day with the MLB. Okay. Um, so then – and then actually to start, they'll be tested upon arrival. Okay. And if they test negative, they can begin working out, you know, normal training camp stuff. But they'll be quarantined if they test positive. And two negative tests have to be submitted to be, like, kind of reinstated to play. You have to have two negative tests. Two negative tests. Okay. Yep. Um, and then they'll have symptom and temperature checks twice per day, and then antibody testing will be conducted once per month. Okay, so, so the antibody testing is testing to see if you have had it before? I believe so. I think, it, like, if you have, Which like, the blood to... is not a good test because people have gotten it twice mm-hmm. they don't know much about it obviously but yeah i mean i've heard things about how they were wrong and people have gotten it twice mm-hmm. and it's all confusing but yeah i feel like the mlb has a better setup with handling this mm-hmm. than the nba however i think the nba's biggest concern is they're in florida mm-hmm. and i think the mlb's biggest concern is they're everywhere at the moment mm-hmm we could be wrong about that. They could be in one city, but yeah. I mean, obviously, I, don't I haven't think seen they much are. on that. So they, I think they were just trying to get like a schedule down and yeah. like the number of games. Now they're going to figure out where they're going to play. Now, yeah, because um, if they're playing in empty stadiums, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. where they play. So technically, they're, I mean, they are empty with fans, but the players, some of the players, will be in the stands, separated from like the rest of the players. Um, they're like the next day, like say next day's pitcher, like Tanaka pitches tomorrow, but Garrett Cole oh, pitches like healthy today. scratches, kind of. But they're going to be in the stands, six feet apart from everyone that else is in the stands. I think we should make them sit in the nosebleeds, nose all the way up there, and the nosebleeds. Yeah, no. you got to social no. distance yourself. So <laughs> let's put really, them in the yeah. nosebleeds. <laughs> um, and then there's also a separate because, like, you know how there's like the injured list and stuff. There's like a ten day, sixty day. They're going to switch that to forty five day injured list. Where okay. you're out 45 days before you come back because it's like a long-term injury. Okay. Um, they're going to do it 45 instead of 60 because there's only 60 games, so they want to work it to work with the schedule. And then there's a people that test positive. There's another a separate, total separate thing. There's no maximum. There's no minimum. You're just out until you get better, basically. You're out until you're better. And you submit those two negative tests, So, which is good, I think. You don't, like, quarantine them, make sure they... You Make sure they don't spread it. Did they talk anything about contact tracing? Probably not. Um, not like contact tracing, but like they are going to have new things in the dugouts 
all players and stuff and people in the bullpen have to wear masks. Okay. All and right. then there's no spitting, chewing tobacco, gum is is permitted. Okay, so um, no sunflower seeds. Baseball's not gonna work be. this year because nobody will be able to keep <laughs> themselves from spitting on a baseball field. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what I think, I mean, I get it. They don't want the, you know, germs in the air and stuff and spitting and you know all that stuff. Um, so I know we're to not to cut you off there. No, you're good. But to talk about, we were talking about the pay. Yep. So for the players, how much pay are they actually going to be getting for the 60 games? So they're getting their full salary. I think it's prorated salary. They're getting like their full salary they were going to get for the 162 games. But they're going to get the full salary for the number of games played. Oh, so instead of getting the salary for the 162 games, you're getting... The same level salary for, but six, for sixty games. Sixty games, so it kind of even it kind of comes out to thirty seven percent of their full salary technically. That's not bad. Um, but they are like technically getting their money worth. Now, money are some of these players gonna make minimum wage here? <laughs> <laughs> they might be making less than us. They might have to come work with me at Hannaford. <laughs> so, to continue, I mean, you were talking about the spitting and stuff. But the no celebratory contacts, you know, high fives and stuff. Is mm-hmm. that what I heard? No fist bumps, fist no bumps. hugs, nothing. What so. about the elbow taps? I didn't see anything on that. These that, guys are gonna be showing up elbow tapping. <laughs> elbow tapping. That's. I mean, I, I, I mean, probably not. They're probably not gonna allow that. No. So. I know there's some rule changes, and Still I don't like minor, when minor things. Yeah, you don't you like know, change. I know I that. Don't, well, no, I like. I don't mind change. Mm-hmm. I don't like. Too much change. Too much rule change that makes it really confusing. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, like the NFL will even do it. They'll throw in a new rule, and no one will like it. Yeah, they do that every year. So, yeah. <laughs> so what are the – real quick, what are the what are the rule changes? Uh, one of like the big ones was the designated hitter, usually used in the AL, AL, not the NL, both leagues this year for the 60 games. Really? Yep. That's actually really interesting. I'm not sure if it's playoffs. I didn't see that, but it just said designated hitter. Will be some both, of these National leagues. League teams – they're built to not have DHs. Yeah. So some players, I mean, I guess you could work it out well. I mean, they'll actually get some break. Like mm. one player will take a break in the field one day and they'll get to hit. So probably less breaks for most of the people mm-hmm. though, because on your break day you're gonna have to hit. Yep. Anyway, so any what other major rules we got? Um, they're gonna have. So they the way they phrased it was taxi squad. So it's basically three extra players that are going to travel with, possibly travel with the team. And if they do that, if they bring three extra players, one of them has to be a catcher. One of them has to be a, why? I'm not sure. They were just saying it's three taxi squad players on the road. Three extra players, maybe someone tests positive or something, there's an injury or something like that. Oh, if one of your catchers gets coronavirus. Maybe, maybe. I'm not sure the whole. Because the field players can switch positions Mm -hmm. fairly more. Yeah, you got to center fielder easily. pitching sometimes. More easily than... Yeah. Catching is a different thing. Catching is a whole different... It's like the goalie in hockey. They're a different animal. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't mess with them. You have an extra skate, like an extra skater. Who's going to throw on the goalie pads to play goalie here? So I was looking and I saw for another rule change, and I actually like this rule change, is that in extra innings, the person who got out in the last inning mm-hmm. starts on second base. Yep. I love that. That's that. That was pretty. Good. That's, that's gonna a weird, make games that's like a not go into two. Big AM. game changer. I feel like. I like when people switch overtimes like that because mm-hmm. I I don't want the games to go all night. Mm-hmm. Like I was talking with the NHL, 
you know, I like how they're doing it mm-hmm. a little bit. But I definitely I like this a lot, and I think they should seriously consider doing this more often for years to come and stuff. Yeah, because it'll end the game. So if you're playing 162 game season, you know these games some they don't matter as much. It's mm-hmm. so like I definitely wouldn't do anything nearly like that in the NFL. Yeah, but I would definitely do it in the MLB, and I love this rule change. Mm-hmm. And like the player, like playing that extra innings. If you go into 19 innings, you're into the next day. They got to be up for say a one o'clock game the next day like i mean they could push it back and stuff but it's a lot of innings it in would it would a short be less i'd say maybe demanding on the schedulers because mm-hmm. if you're playing until 2 a.m they're gonna push the game back yeah and what if you have to you know the rain delays coming and all that stuff and mm-hmm. they just have a mess to deal with scheduling baseball season yeah 162 games for 30 teams that's, yeah that's crazy it's i would not want to work for them it's it's the scheduling gods. That's yeah. what my advisors used to say. <laughs> the scheduling gods do it all. We just sit here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So and that's that's pretty much it with the MLB updates here. Yeah, I don't think they have like a full head-on schedule. I think they had just said, "Oh, here's a couple games," kind of just to here's here's our test, and yeah. then we'll let the scheduling gods do the rest. Mm-hmm. All right. So we'll we'll get back to you guys on the MLB updates later, or in our next episode, probably we'll hit that. But let's let's take a turn and go into golf here. Mm-hmm. I know the championship's still on. I don't think it's over yet. I think we're gonna have so. to end, and then we'll we'll watch the winners and get back to you guys next week. But right now at the Travelers, it's looking good between Dustin Johnson. Dustin Johnson, I think, took the lead a little bit ago, yep. a little while ago, and then and uh, Brendan Todd. Oh, yeah. I think he's taking a slip right now. I think you got the. Mm-hmm. Live yeah, live was, standings right now. What he happened? Was, um, he dropped down to tied for ninth place. Ninth place. Four. I knew he He's wasn't at, having a good day. Yeah, and then he just what's went his even worse. what's his number right now below par? Minus fourteen. He so he he, he, hits, he hit a couple bogeys. He's having a bad day because he didn't hit he didn't hit any birdies on the front nine. No, not a single hit, one. I mean, he hit all pars. That's fine. But yeah, I'm rooting for Dustin Johnson here. What what's he at right now? Minus twenty. He's two at two strokes ahead of Streelman. I think that Stroman, old, the old yeah. guy you were talking about. Um, just out of curiosity, where's Rory right now? I think he's pretty far. He's pretty far. Yeah. I knew he was getting up there. He was having a good Desham- good Bryson DeChambeau, though. He's getting up there at minus 15. I got to say, you mentioned his putter. I kind of like his putter. Yeah? <laughs> Way up there in the arms yeah. like that? So anyway, let's let's get into our RBC Heritage Classic on Hilton Head Island. Mm-hmm. Um, the winner of that one was Webb Simpson. Negative 22. It's pretty good. Pretty good day. I remember, I was I was watching a little bit. It, it was mm-hmm. a good good match there. That Daniel Berger 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 Berger. Berger. Sorry about it. We'll I don't call think, him. I don't we'll think he's him. gonna listen. We'll so. call him the Burger. The Burger. All right. Or, so the Burger, good. he won or he didn't win. He made a good run, but he was the one who won the Charles Schwab. Mm-hmm. If you remember from yeah, and to his third, what, was it third place. Yeah, he he tied for third at, mm-hmm. at minus twenty. He's playing some good golf. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to see the end of the season because I think he's going to be one of the guys that's up there. Uh, Abe, Abraham Answer, mm-hmm. he's playing today in the the Travelers. Yep. He came in close second at, at 22 under par. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's good golf from everybody. And I can't wait to watch this one because this ending is going to be pretty good yeah. too. It's going to be tight. So Bryson DeChambeau, he's playing right now too. He's up there. He he finished eighth. You know why I like him? I just like the name Deshambo. And then you just get up there, and he just uh, not to he steal like 
Phil Mickelson's like catchphrase, but he hits bombs. Yeah, he hits bombs. <laughs> he's uh he's an NFL linebacker playing playing golf. Let's yep. just let's just put that out there. Like you said earlier, you should be playing football. Although he uses so he's an NFL linebacker playing golf, putting with a hockey stick. Cuz that's about how big <laughs> yeah. his putter is. Sounds about right. Anyway, so it's it's really nice that we're just starting to get into golf cuz mm. we're starting to get all these players like uh Bryson DeChambeau and, you know, the Burger mm-hmm. and uh Dustin Johnson and all them. I think it's great to watch them and mm-hmm. to see who's really on top of golf. I know yeah. a lot of people don't really get that because mm-hmm. if you're thinking golf, oh, Phil Mickelson, oh, Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. So we were doing the GOAT segment, and right? Tiger Woods is the only one we know. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is the greatest, but. <laughs> yeah. But now no. we're getting more names. We're getting more familiar with these guys, so we'll be able to look into them, talk about them more. It's cool to see because these guys are, are really good golfers. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's a great thing to be able to see. So. The RBC Heritage Challenge, the purse was $7.1 million, so a lot of big winnings out there. I think Mm -hmm. that's pretty much what this Travelers is at. Yep. Travelers, I like. Um, The 15th and a half hole, Mm -hmm. they have an umbrella in the middle of this pond, (laughs) and just throughout the weekend, players love to try to hit it. The closest to the the pin on that hole gets $10,000 to their charity of their choice, Mm -hmm. so it's really cool to see them try it and hit it in the water. And then Bubba Watson, he said um, that he would. Was it Bubba Watson? One of them said he was going to match the donation. Yeah, and how much. I think that's who cool. it was. And it was. I mean, it's it's a great thing to mm-hmm. do. But also, I love watching these professional golfers miss some mm-hmm. shots that I definitely won't be able to hit yeah. either. So <laughs> we'd be out there forever. Anyway, that's the golf updates. For this week, next week we'll have more. Obviously, they're in full swing. Mm-hmm. We'll definitely have the winner of the Traver Travelers. Sorry, that's horses, Frank. <laughs> I know it's horses. It's the area, man. So yeah, so let's get back on golf next week. We'll hit you with all the updates like we usually do. But that'll be it for us here at Sport Me Podcast. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Sport Me Podcast. You can follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all at Sport Me Podcast. You can listen right now on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud.